Just a forewarning, I may be all over the place with this episode. Since a lot has happened since the last episode. And I'm still sort of recovering from the majority of it. August 3rd was the coolest day in like two weeks, three weeks. And I had packages I needed to mail. So, me being, and I've been saying I was going to walk to town. Well, I decided to do it. Modified the pet stroller that the desert has been just beating to hell. So, I would at least, you know, I'd have a place to sit down and have a way to carry some stuff. I left the property about 4.35 o'clock in the morning and started the 26-mile trek one way. Yeah, I had a backpack with water, extra water, package of electrolytes, a windbreaker, long pants, and a ton of extra socks because my feet sweat. And at some point we had bought aerosol dry shampoo. And I'm glad I took that and I'll explain why in a little bit. I had tube of lidocaine, a power pack that had with a charge cord, but I forgot the part that plugs into an outlet. Um the three packages, my wallet, post office keys, and a mask. And I forget something else. Plus water bottle. That was in the backpack. Then in the basket that's underneath, I put ratchet strap, uh, an empty water cooler so I could fill it up when I got to town, and one of my solar lights. Because I figured I'd be walking at night. I mean, it's 23 miles, and it says it takes 7 hours to do this. And I left at 4.30 in the morning, 4.30, 5 o'clock. I got to, I took a couple breaks prior to getting to the main road, and I stopped at one spot, and I sat there for a minute, and was drinking, and then I had to pee. Well, I set my water bottle down next to, the, to you know, it's now a stroller, and went and peed, and came back, and started back up. It wasn't until I got probably a mile down the road that I realized I'd left my water bottle behind. And that water bottle is became kind of a beacon. Kind of came became an anchor point that really nailed home a lot of trauma that I didn't even know I had. So for the most part, I stayed, there's a back road. It runs along 395, and for the most part, I stayed there. Well, it started getting warm, and the sand was getting so thick that I couldn't, um, uh, so I took a break in the shade and 
did a couple things that I needed to do and decided to come off of the back road. I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing, but at some point I was sitting down because I'd walked. I was, I'd almost made 17 miles, which isn't bad. It's all, I mean, it was noon. So not too, too bad, not great, considering I really wasn't uh, prepared to do that kind of walk. I really, I'm out of shape, needless to say. So I sat there. Anyways, Caltrans stopped, and they asked if I needed anything. I said, well, one of two things. I said, the first one I'm pretty sure I know what the answer is to, and the second one is, do you have some water? The first one is, can you give me a ride into town? And which I was told, no, we can't. I'm like, I already figured that. I just figured I'd ask. Well, never know. So the the first truck to stop, he gave me an apple. He's like, do you need something to eat? I would like, I'm like, that would be wonderful. So he gave me an apple and a couple packages of nuts that were unfortunately not salted. And some Gatorade. And then the truck that stopped behind him, they filled up my empty water cooler that I had with me. So I had plenty of water. Well, then, then they left. Now, I'm not sure if they're the ones that did it or somebody else called, but somebody called the cops. And I just sitting there resting and eating my apple and just whatever. Well, they pulled up. I saw them pull up, but I kind of ignored them because I wasn't getting up. So they kind of back, did a thing and backed up, came back and whooped the siren at me. And I'm like, yeah, can I help you? And they're like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm just taking a break. And they're like, where are you going? I said, into town. And they're like, um, what? I'm like, normally I would get a ride in, but the car that, the person that has the car, it's broke down. And I have packages that, I have a small business and these packages are three weeks late and I have to go to the post office. They're like, do you mind riding in a police car? I'm like, no. So they called somebody else because there was two of them in the one that they had. And they're like, we'll wait until my partner gets here. I'm like, no problem, whatever. And they asked my name and I gave them my name. And the guy obviously wasn't listening because I even said, you know, my last name starts with a C. And he put in K, and he's like, I'm not finding you. I'm like, C is in cat. And he's like, ah, okay. And he's like, the rest, I'm like, the rest of it's right. So, looked it up. I knew I was in the system. I worked for the post office. I had to be fingerprinted. No big deal. As far as I knew, there was nothing out there. There wasn't. So, he's trying to figure out where I'm living. I said, my friend bought property in the middle of the Mojave Desert. And we got there just before the pandemic, and he's been doing the round, the ring around the rosy with the building. You know, we're trying to get past the gatekeeper so we can get to the planning department, and we've just been going around the circles to get an address. You know, because to get an address, you have to have an address, sort of thing. And there is definitely a gatekeeper at the one planning office. So, and he's just trying, I'm like, we're off Buckthorn. Well, if you put Buckthorn into the GPS, it takes you 
east, not west. We're west. So I wasn't, I was as vague as possible and whatever. So, because he was kind of an ass. I mean, he was nice enough about it, but he was still an ass. So his partner shows up and he's like, do you have any weapons? And I'm like, besides my walking stick? No. So they put my backpack and my walking stick in the back, in the backpack, and then they, and he's like, I don't know about, I'm like, oh, it folds down. So I folded the stroller down. They put that in beside, and I got in the back seat. And mind you, I've never been in a police car, so I didn't know anything. And uh, he's like, where are we going? And I said, the post office is off of Rancho Road. So we went, well, he went the back way, and he got to the one spot instead of turning left he turned right and I'm like um the post office is behind you and he's like no it's not I'm like that building right there is the post office I'm like and he's like oh you're right so he had to you know do a UE and whatever I said I'm pretty sure that you, you got confused because you know you're used to coming off a of rancho road and he's like you're right and so he's like do you need anything else I said no I've got to do this I pick up the mail mail these off then I've got to go back over to the next street and uh, do some shopping, you know, get some extra water and a couple other things. Plus, I told my friend I'd get him a pack of cigarettes. So it took me about an I did what I needed to do at the post office. Took a break in the shade of a Joshua tree, which is a joke. And a lot of people will tell you that if you can stand in the shade of a Joshua tree year string and they're pretty much right depending on the size of the Joshua tree well I found you know enough space and I took off my shoes and took care of my feet and you're not supposed to pop blisters but I knew I had another 26 mile walk back home so I popped the blister, you know, drained it as best as possible. Because that was one of the things I was going to do, is stop at the Family Dollar and get some Band-Aids and cornstarch. And the reason I was glad I took the aerosol uh, dry shampoo is basically it's cornstarch. So basically I was spraying icy cold. It felt so good on my feet, onto my feet. And onto where my blisters were and put clean socks on. And mind you, I've been changing my socks off and on and occasionally putting doubles on. So I had basically like a slider sock. And it's probably the only thing that saved my feet as much as it did. So, took a break and then started walking back to where I needed to go took me an hour. The one spot that used to have, you could go down and do, you basically had to four-wheel it because for whatever reason, they decided to tear that up and not fix it. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So then I got up to another spot and I took a long break in a massive amount of shade because I could see where I needed to go and it was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back home before after dark anyways so what's it matter so I went went to the first spot and decided I was either going to get a so an ice cold soda 
or an icy, along with getting the cigarettes. So I looked at the prices of both, and the um, the icy was like five cents cheaper. So I got a large icy. I got a cherry icy, and that's kind of important to remember. And the uh, and then I got a cheap pack of cigarettes. Then I went over to across the street to the Family Dollar and took my little cart in. And I'm like, "Is it all right if I leave it, you know, up by the thing?" And grabbed a cart, and they're like, "Yeah, no problem." So that's what I did. And they had two different types of water, and one was 175 and one was six 165. And whether you realize it or not, you're paying a CRV, it's a cash value something or other. So I'm like, oh, 165 with the CVR is 175. Got it. So I got two gallons, a box of cornstarch, band-aids. What I did not get was salt. And you know, it's something I should have thought about, but I was I was tired and I'd been overheated and I didn't get anything to eat either. That was my other mistake. So, because I had limited funds. I was very limited on funds. So I'm like, all right, whatever, you know. So, went back across the street, took care of my feet, cornstarched the hell out of my shoes. And then went back across the street to the side that I needed to be on to go home. Well, I made it past a certain point and I ended up basically spending the night off the road because it got dark and after it got dark I was using my solar light. Well, people are asses. And they'd see the solar light, and they'd think it was a bicycle, so they'd swerve to try and hit me. And then realize, oh wait, that's not a bicyclist. So, I, like, I, I can't do this, so I, you know, I, very limited time on my phone, so I had plenty of time on my phone. Or juice on my phone. And I texted C and said, gonna wait till, like, 4.30 in the morning. And then it was like, you know, because my thing was, I wasn't that far down from where we had broke when the car finally was starting to say, no, we're, I'm done. Um, wasn't that far down from there. It just, I couldn't do it. I was tired. Well, at one point I did puke and I looked and I was a little concerned because it was red. Took me a few minutes, and then I realized that red is undigested icy. Yeah, I scared the hell out of myself. Though so I had put my long pants on. Now, mind you, they weren't my jeans, and my long sleeve windbreaker, and because it, it was windy. But I took, I had taken two hats, one that was warm for my ears, and then. A baseball cap for during the day. So I snoozed off and on. 
because I thought I was far enough off the road that nobody could see me, but I didn't, you know, I didn't want the cops to find me. So then, the next morning, I started walking again, and I made it to pretty much the same, I made it actually past the point that I had made to the day before. And there was a Joshua tree, so I decided I'm going to take a break. Well, in the meantime, prior to that, I'd been given a pound cake and some coffee that was just so bitter that there was no way I could eat. I, I took a couple sips, and it was just so bitter I couldn't drink it. And then this big old red truck stops. And they're like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm just taking a break. And they're like asking and stuff like that. And it's an older lady and her husband. And they're two dogs. And they offered to give me a ride. I said, yeah. You know, I said, Buck Thorne. I said, I'm, it's just, you know, like seven miles up the road. And they're like, okay. And so they gave me a ride to Buckthorn. And mind you, at this point, I'm still focusing on the water bottle that I left. And found out their name was Dave and and if I pronounce this wrong, I'm sorry, Marla. Um, their dogs, Silky and Autumn. And, you know, it was a nice little chat. And I told them, you know, the alternator's out of the car. And we, you know, we have to wait till next month to get the money and all this. And it's just been one of those kind of weeks. And one of the things that I got in the mail, that I, one of the reasons I made a point of going was because I was expecting a package and it was there and it had a money crystal in it and from Ming Chi and a book. So we got to the end of Buckthorn and they're like, we can take you all the way. And I'm like, no, I need to pick up this water bottle. Not thinking because I was so fixated on it. Not thinking that, oh, we can drive back and I could have them stop and I could pick it up. And this is where the trauma comes in. I was being an inconvenience. I was always an inconvenience all my life. I was being an inconvenience for them because they had actually turned around to pick me up. To give me a ride. And they offered. It wasn't that I had flagged them down or anything like that. So... I just said, like, no, I can do it. It's only six miles. I can do it. To which they're like, are you absolutely sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. So, Marla gave me a little bit of cash to go towards the alternator, which, again, thank you so, so much. And I told them about the podcast. So, if you're listening... Thank you, and I appreciate everything you did, and from here on out, it's not your fault. This was 100% my own silliness and something that the universe thought I needed to do. And I, uh, yeah. So, I made it to where the water bottle was, and I decided I was going to take a very long break there. Took my shoes off, let my feet completely air out, and 
dry up as much as possible. And then, you know, I gave the ants some pound cakes so they would leave me alone. And, uh, kind of just thought things through. And it was kind of about that time I was starting to realize that I might have made a mistake. Not a complete one at that point. Just, you know, it's warm and whatever. So I went back and started again. And I was using... I'm not quite mile markers, but um, they're markers for so you know whereabouts on a trail or on the road you are. And I got to a rather large Joshua tree, and I'm like, I, I'm like, I have to wait till the sun goes down a little bit. It's too hot. It was 102 at that point. So I took out the ratchet strap and wrapped it around a tree, around the Joshua tree and around the stroller and made myself some shade. And she's like, that sounds about right. That sounds good. You know, take a break, take, you know, if you can get some sleep, take, take a nap. Um, asked if I had water or whatever, and he's like, before you sit on the sand, move the sand. And I'm thinking, why would I move, why would I exert energy to move the sand? Because it's cooler. That first layer of sand is hot. So, yeah. I moved a couple inches of sand just for the coolness and kept you know, the wind kept trying to take my, my shade and whatever. And at one point, I took off my shirt and dunked it so it was soaking wet and put it back on. So I had evaporative cooling. And I hear this truck coming up the road. It's going the wrong way. But it's going slow. And you can see the suspension is so tight on this thing, it's not bouncing. Gets up to where I'm at, and it's two forest rangers. And they're like, are you alright? I'm like, yeah, I'm just waiting for a little bit cooler in the day to finish my trek. They're like, okay, you got water? I'm like, yeah. Didn't think to ask them if they had electrolytes or or, uh, salt. Or ice at that point. So then they went. And finally, I figured it was cool enough. I'm like, I'll make it, you know, I'd already looked on my phone, and I've used my power pack at this point. So, I'm starting, you know, I'm getting low on things on my phone. Battery life. So, I'm like, alright. And I tell C I'm starting back up. I'm like, so I'm not sure when I'll be there, but, you know, I'll be there. And this big old truck with a trailer, you know, he's comes up and I stop him I'm like can you give me a ride to the Joshua Street he's like I have no idea where that is I'm just going right up here I'm like oh alright no problem again didn't think to ask about salt or anything like that and I'm like I'm not gonna get to, I'm not asking any more questions than I need to because I know for a fact you're going to a abandoned illegal pot farm so yeah not gonna ask too many questions so I get a little bit further and the car comes flying past. I'm like, yep, I know who you are and I'm not even going to bother. So I just keep going and it's starting to get a little dark. 
and I'm telling C, I'm like, you can pick my corpse up at the Joshua Tree because I am done. I'm tired. I hurt. My body's just like, whatever. So I get to a certain point, and he's like, I forget what I'd asked. And I'm like, or, you know, basically I asked if Pup could bring me a thing of electrolytes. Well, C came and met me. And I know it was because he needed his cigarettes. But that was, and I'm like, he's like, I, I'm like, I'm not asking you to stay with me or anything else. Thank you for the electrolytes. I'm going to stop at the Joshua Tree and I'm going to take a nap. He's like, all right. Because my phone was dead at this point. He's like, all right. So that's exactly what I did. Got to the big Joshua Tree that we have named Joshua and we say hi and thank you. And we know when you get to that tree, it's a mile to the, it's a mile to the turn and then you have a tenth of a mile. So I pulled everything off the road and bundled up because now it's dark and whatever. And, and she was laughing at me about my solar light. He's like, but that's smart. You know, at least you have a light. I'm like, yeah. And so I pulled over there and I fell asleep for a good two to three hours. And then I woke up with a start. I don't know whether it was the guardians of the desert or what, but it was like, you need to go and you need to go now. So, all right. And the entire time I am marching, Pup has been trying for years to get me to march. And so I was marching. And I get to a certain point and then get to another point and I take a break. Well, I got to a point which we call Roller Coaster Road because it's a roller coaster. And I took a break there, and I'm like, I'm just going to nap right here. And they're like, no, you're almost there. You can see the turn, which is true. I could see the turn. So I'm like, give me, you know, 10, 15 minutes. So I figured about that. And I got to the it, to the turn, and I'm like, I'm going to take a break. And it's like, it's a tenth of a mile. You can do this. So I left right all the way up to, I'm like, He's probably awake, but I'm not stopping. So I got to my door. I just left everything outside. Came in and passed out. Till the next morning. Because I woke up at 9 a.m. I got in at like 1. But I passed. I was awake at 9. I'm like, alright. So I went and put the Yeti on the charger and... My phone on the charger, because, like I said, everything was dead. And, uh... So, yeah, it took me 48 hours. And I did... Probably... 56 miles total, I think, is what I figured it out. What I didn't count on was the exhaustion. Because I slept for 48 hours. And the fact that I am allergic to creosote. At first, Kate's like, no, it's just a win. I'm like, no. My nose has been running since the moment I stepped outside of the trailer. And my nose was so raw and so swollen, I could hardly breathe through it. 
there was that. My lips were chapped. And starting to feel. And... I started blistering up on my arms. I'm like, yeah, I'm not surprised. You know, I'm probably got a sunburn going on. And then my two middle toes, the ones right next to the big toes, were very, very bruised and very, very sore, plus the two large blisters on my feet. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to stay in my flip-flops. So made sure my blisters weren't bad, and I'm like, and I'm going to let them out to dry out. You know, leave the band-aids off because I'm back. I don't have to, you know, I can put my feet up on the bed and whatever. Okay. And, uh, went back, got the Yeti, got my phone, and slept some more, and, uh, next morning I didn't have the blisters. Like, okay, whatever. And my nose is still raw, and I'm like, C and Pup have found this uh, company called Eclair Lips, and they make natural lip balm. And I don't like anything on my lips. It always feels heavy, and it just, I, I wipe it off. So I put it on my lips, and I'm like, well, it's not petroleum-based. Why not? So I plastered it took my finger and took some off of my thing and plastered it around my nose for two days. The third day, the shell of dead skin that came off was amazing, but the underneath was soft. It wasn't as damaged as I thought it would be, along with the fact that Yes, my lips are still peeling, but they aren't bleeding. So there's that. And in the mornings, my arms are flat. There's no blisters. There's no nothing. Until I go and take the Yeti over to get charged. And because I'm in the sun, they blister. So I started looking it up. And it's kind of like a sun allergy. And it's going to take another week to heal up. What's really screwed up is my toenails started moving. I'm like, okay. I'm like, did I, you know. I was like, oh, they are blisters under my toenails. So I popped the blister, which was disgusting. And all this clear liquid came out. I'm like, okay, that feels better. Because you can see the bruise. Bruises on both toes. Well, the other day, I went to do something and went, there, you know, I've got to trim my toenails because they're too long. And I'm catching them on things and they hurt. So I'm like, I'm trimming my toenails. I get to the two that are bruised and I'm trimming them. And I'm trimming them. And I'm trimming them. Because there's space. Yeah, I um, basically lost both toenails. I have nail beds, and so I've got to keep an eye on that. 
and if you've watched Wild with Cheryl Strader in it, uh, you'll know about her toenail. And unlike her, she was able to pull hers off. I wasn't. I didn't do that because I was just going to trim mine. Um, I ended up making nice clean edges, so I have to keep an eye and make sure that I don't end up with ingrowns from it. So needless to say, I am not walking back to town ever again, if at all possible. And, yeah. So I really would like to get the e-bike. That will be the only reason. And if I get the e-bike, I will find a way to get to town without walking. Um, because an e-bike would be so helpful. But at the moment... That means I'm not selling anything physical. I need to figure out what to sell online and stuff like that. So, but that water bottle came, it was a $10 water bottle. It wasn't worth the fixation. And it was, and it finally hit that, you know, that water bottle could have killed me because Marla and Dan had offered to take me the seven miles home. I'd have been home sooner. I wouldn't have been as dehydrated. I wouldn't have been as blistered. I probably, I'm, I don't know that I would have gotten the sun allergy. But it really brought home the amount of trauma that I do have, that I've been working through. Um, the only really good thing about that was my inner critic has not piped up and as far as I'm concerned if it does I'm going to kick it in the ass because I did something that was for me it wasn't for anybody else it didn't inconvenience anybody else it was me so um yeah, I'm still feeling the after effects and probably will for at least another week to two weeks. But that is something I need to come to terms with. And it's kind of opened my eyes on a lot of things. So when they say let it go, you know, or don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small, small stuff might not all be small stuff, but that water bottle was not worth that last day. I, I could have done without that. And, you know, it's like, okay, what do I need to do from here? So that's what I've been working on lately is what do I need to do from here to get to other places? So, again, thank you, Marla and Dan. And if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, Marla, I am so sorry. Sorry. Uh, but Eclair Lips, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm really afraid to know what my nose would look like without your, your awesome product. And C and Pup are lifelong, they're going to be lifelong members of this. Um, 
of yours because they love your flavors. Um, the few that they haven't really liked, they still use. They're just, they're lower in the rotation. So, and they don't just make small orders. And I can say even in the desert heat, yes, it does still melt. But it doesn't melt like regular lip chapsticks or other lip balms I've seen. Um, for the most part, it just kind of gets mushy. And once it cools off, it settles right back down. The flavoring is not overpowering. And I will be... I am not getting anything for Eclair Lips. Um, so, and the one that they gave me was Maraschino Cherry. So... Like I said, it is something that I am, it's one of the few products that I really, really like that I normally would not like. Um, there is a link to their site, their website in my description. So, yeah, that's it for now, and I will let you in on what's going on later. Rogue out.